Will this be recorded? It won't be recorded, will it? I can hear you fine. One, two, three, one, two, three. Radio signals from outer space. Come on, they can help us, help us radio signals. But one, two, one, two. God, I get some weird recommendations in the YouTube here. One, two. Oh, I can hear you now. They can hear you now. One, two. It's the FNA people blocking us with it. SNA. <laughs> SNA, not NSA. Oh, no, we just had a good old chat then. Sorry, lads. Oh. I oh, know they can't hear, can't hear you, Hemi. They can hear me, but not you. <laughs> oh God! Well, well, we're talking about radio signals from outer space, so it's interesting that we're having sound difficulties just when I talk about mysterious signals coming from outer space. So it's the it's the fucking Illuminati, isn't it? It's the Illuminati, or it's Mike Mike Gates, whatever his name is. Right, uh, try that now. God, my voice hello. is go. Uh, hello, 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 hello. No, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, no. This is great. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Oh, God, I deleted my links now, what we just talked about. Oh, I can, I can open oh, That's good. I didn't save it. I can open it again. Output. Hello, hello. Yes, I think I, I. Yeah, I'm broadcasting loud and clear now. God, right, so, should we start again? Where did we? Oh. oh dear. So where did we? Where did we start that lot? Well, I, well, I started, started saying, saying that you asked, you asked me if. if my, my weak weirdness, weirdness. And I, said, I, said, I, haven't I haven't had any, any weird experiences this week, this week but, I've but I've been thinking, thinking weird things. things. Uh, I've, I've been thinking, thinking of, ha, I, don't I don't know what you call it, having or getting, getting a disguise. Like a, like a proper, proper disguise, as in, as in the films, where I look totally, totally different to what, to what I normally do. do. As, as, an, as, an, as an experiment to see how I would react as out of my normal self. And I'm, and thinking I'm thinking of getting, getting a long, long, long haired wig, wig, a long, long beard, beard, and a leather, leather jacket, jacket, and changing, changing the way, the way I, walk, I walk, and, and uh, having, having a good, a good old, old time with that. Like, like Mars. Mars. Oh, no, oh, no, no, I'm echoing now. Here has a massive effort. That's it. 
Oh dear, right, let's have a look at this again. Um so zero is echoing. So the problem one, one, one two. two Say it again. Heavy, Heavy metal. metal Yeah, right, so if I settings Oh god, oh, god I, thought I thought you were on, on Linux. Linux. Oh you are you on Windows? Oh no. Yeah. That's it, we should be... That's, yeah. to explain That's it. it, the Echo's gone, sorted. Fucking right. hell. <laughs> God, I've talked out now, you would started yet. Fucking That's hell. it, we've done it, we've done an hour. <laughs> God, I'm going to have to lubricate a bit here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm getting a fucking disguise. I think I'm, I've decided now. I'm going to get a proper disguise with a long-haired wig, a long beard... A leather jacket, and I'm going to be a heavy metal on Saturdays, I think. And I'm going to mope about in a different space to what I normally do and see what happens. I might get a girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's sort of us all superfluous now, what we talked about, isn't it? Oh, uh, dear. So, how, how, we did talk we, about... how did we get around to Nazi zombies? Uh, that was. Um, uh... I don't know. I know I was, talk- I was talking about mysterious radio signals from outer space, but oh, that's it. Yeah, you said you said about you said about mister no, mysterious not single signals from space. So I said, have you seen Iron Sky? Yeah, and I this, said, this have you seen you, Contact? <laughs> this is what you lads have missed. Yeah. Uh, so so anyway, so I went I went from that. So I've so I've dug out a list of uh, Nazi zombie films. Uh, so so Red 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 Snow Two. Neither of us have seen that, have we? Nah. Rescue One's all right. Yeah, that's a good laugh. Yeah. Have you seen um, Frankenstein's Army? Have you seen that one? Nah, nah. That's, uh, that's what I was saying. That's a World War. That's a World War Two uh, found footage movie, where they break it. Where where they find this factory where. Oh, uh, I have seen that. Yeah, is that a short film? Is it? No, like it's about twenty minutes long. Fair enough. I saw. I saw a really weird one on that theme. That was all black and white, like a short one about them like reanimating ss officers yeah that was well done that was yeah ah well this this one this one it's um they they break they break into a factory and obviously they get knocked off one by one but in there is like it's the grandson of frankenstein and he's been make making these like bizarre like steampunk um robot cyborg monsters <laughs> yeah it sounds like Zombie Lake, but don't watch Zombie Lake. It's a oh, it's a load of crap. Yeah. Outpost Three: Rise of Spetsnaz. Neither have seen. Neither of us have seen that one, have we? Yeah, I shall have to watch Outpost. The other Outposts. Yeah, Outpost One was pretty good. Nazis. But like at I said, it was a big the, guy. Nazis at the center of the earth. Have you seen that one? <laughs> God, they churn these things out, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, this is from 2012 when researchers in Ar- Antarctica. Are, are abducted by masked stormtroopers. They uncover a plot by surviving Nazi soldiers to re- revive the Third Reich. Yeah, like, no, I was saying all this stuff dates back from this uh, this story or this urban myth. I don't know what it is that British soldiers discovered a load of SS men at the bottom of this lake after World War Two. Like all dressed up with all the gear on, just stand. Like, loads of them standing. In, uh, underneath the water in this lake but i'm sure it can't be true but i i I keep like that's one of those stories you keep hearing about every so often i've always wondered about that 
Yeah, because there are. A, it's kind of a pervading. <laughs> it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a pervading myth, isn't it? That, that, that the uh, Nazis were doing these bizarre experiments, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they probably were. Weren't they? <laughs> I don't know. Some of them. Were. Yeah, yeah, but I, I should I should imagine that the Brit. I should imagine that every country has its own bizarre medical experience, yeah. experiments going on. I mean, because I, I watched the, I watched a documentary. There was like a there was like a uh, drugs arms race, wasn't there, between the Allies and um, uh, this was specifically the British program and the German program. Whereas, um, whereas the Germans were just doing, um, I think it was all like cocaine based, wasn't it? The German stuff, and then like that the was Brit- also the British were exp- experiment with experimenting with like other stuff, weren't they? Mm. Well, it's like Project Coast that I was talking about in South Africa in the nineteen eighties. I mean, that was a government-sanctioned mass mind control, crowd control thing using ecstasy and other drugs and things like that and that's where that myth or myth or truth about the the racially targeted um chemical warfare drug comes from that was comes from project coast well there's that in, uh, um 1980s there's, there's that um a black american uh, myth isn't there that uh, mcdonald's mcdonald's contains a um contains a chemical that makes black people sterile do you remember that have you ever heard yeah yeah <laughs> That's soy, though, in it. I thought I thought soy was. Uh, did you? That, that, did I you, thought that was. That's where soy boy comes from, isn't it? The soy boys. <laughs> did you Did you read that one about the Impossible Whopper and the amount of estrogen in it? They mm. they, re- they reckon that that trannies trannies are seriously thinking about of um, having Impossible Whoppers in, instead of HRT because yeah. it's got more estrogen in it. Oh God, God. Yeah, things are getting weird on the food front. Yeah, that's just uh... yeah. But look up Project Coast people, like, or well, not now because we're doing the show. But it's on Wikipedia. It's quite an interesting uh, article. Like, like I say, it's sanctioned by the government. They weren't just some like weird Frankenstein guy, you know, in some bedsit somewhere. That was like, uh, I've got that some... was full on stuff. But I got some more of these Nazi zombie films. Um... Uh, what's that? There's a film called There's a Lithuanian, uh, Lithuania, USA, USA, Italy film called War of the Dead. Have you heard this one? No, I'm gonna have to check these out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one called Blood Creek that's got Dominic Purcell, Henry Cavill, and Michael Fass- Fassbender from 2009. So, pretty good cast there. Um, an occult experiment from the Third Reich traps a man and his brother on a terrifying mission of revenge. There's a really weird one. I can't remember the name of it. That was like maybe that was that one. That was set on an island. Yeah, that's that's nice Norwegian. I always thought it was Swedish. Yeah, that's like uh, it reminds me of Troll Hunter. Have you seen Troll Hunter? I've that's downloaded it. I haven't Norwegian. watched it yet. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. That's film, Norwegian. That's quite good. Yeah, quite a good. Uh, well, yeah, just a good film. Yeah, good uh, sort of drunken horrors of. The horrors of war during World War Two. Uh, Lieutenant John Smith joins with a special team of GIs to find and destroy Hitler's horrific secret weapon before it is unleashed. God, there's loads of them. I have to, yeah, I have yeah, to have it's, a quite, oh, Zombie Lake's in here. Nineteen eighty-one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, oh, one, avoid Zombie Lake. There's one from nineteen eighty-two called Oasis of the Zombies. Have you seen this one? 
<laughs> that Look, sounds good. This is a French-Spanish production. A team of treasure hunters find an army of Nazi zombies guarding treasure buried in Africa during World War Two. <laughs> and then Shockwaves is the last one, which is uh, Peter Cushing and John Carradine are in this one from 1977. A yachting party land on a small remote island to find a group of zombies bred by a reclusive Nazi commander. Oh, that might be the one I was just talking about. Yeah, on that island. Yeah. Oh, it's sort of creepy film. Well, well, Zom- Zombie Lake is killed Nazi soldiers are abandoned in a French lake by the resistance and left to fester until they re- revive, until they rise again. Yeah, I watched it because that was made, or Gene Rowland was apparently involved with it. He, he made some good like vampire films in the seventies, or some fantastic vampire films actually. Yeah, but now that's a stinker. Uh, zombie Blake. <laughs> yeah, <fuck it> <laughs> I've just put the list in chat so they can have a look. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, do you, do you think they? Do you think they really did kind of like what do they could? Because you know, steampunks like the old air balloon shit. The, mm. there's, there's a there's a new thing called the uh, diesel punk. It's called, isn't it? Which is the World War Two aesthetic with like modern Ooh. with modernish technology. Uh, I, uh, back in the eighties, I heard about the Americans doing head transplants and stuff, and with monkeys and that. So I'm sure they do. They do stuff, don't they? I do mean, they, that do whole they do with dogs as well. Bollock. Dogs ring the bell to me. Yeah, dogs and monkeys. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think they did actually do it with a monkey. They did actually do a head transplant. Yeah, which is pretty, pretty freaky. But... What I always found weird is uh, is is the fact that they cloned a sheep. You know, a, a species yeah. not exactly known for their individuality. <laughs> and they did it at Roslyn, didn't they? They did it at Roslyn in Scotland, where that weird ca- cathedral is, isn't it? Roslyn Castle, Roslyn Chapel, and they did it in, in like Roslyn. Yeah, yeah. So that that's probably all weird occult. Yeah, stuff. My, yeah, my missus loves the old Templars stuff. Yeah. Templars in Egypt. She's always, always watching the documentaries yeah. on them. So I, I, I catch a bit of it through osmosis. Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff, the Templars. Yeah, some good old uh, yeah, good it, stuff about in this like, country. About, like modern banking, didn't they? Yeah. Circular churches. Yeah, round churches. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Is that a Templar thing, then? Is it around? Yeah. Church? There's that famous one in London, isn't there? Uh, I think it's called Temple Church, yeah. A circular church, how cool is that? That's like great, great. Is know? there any particular reason they made a circle, circular church? or just? I think it's because there's no corners where demons can hide if it's circular. Because like yeah. demons are supposed to like lurk in corners, aren't they? Because humans don't usually go in corners. Yeah, because so, like, we spoke about that demons, before, didn't we? The fact that, yeah. like, the fact that you'd, put, um, you'd put the naughty kid in the corner with the demons. Yeah. With a dunce hat on, so the demons can like talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. Yeah, because uh, I don't want to divert a bit, but yeah, like because demons. Are not I hate that word demons. <laughs> They're not really like I don't mean it in a sort of Christian sense, but let's say non-human entities. They they apparently see things very geometrically. So they can focus on a room or a square room, and that gives them something to sort of get a grip on you got the corners and that and all these angles and things and it gets into hp lovecraft and the 
the dreams in the witch house story and all that. And what was that? I Frank can't, I can't remember who wrote Long. that. I can't remember who wrote that story, but it, it's um, it's a couple of atheist um, architects that have a bet that if one of them dies, he'll contact the other one. It's kind of weird, and they talk a lot about architecture. It's a really weird short story. Because um, they said these, because they're atheist architects, they built them with low low ceilings because high ceilings make you look up towards God. Uh, no, I know it isn't, but it sounds like Frank Bell Cloth Long story, The Hands of Tinderloss. That's all about like things coming through weird angles and that. Yeah, I love that stuff. It's great. I'll tell you one of, one of the gayest short stories I ever read was uh, Have you ever read the street the streets of Ashkelon? Where the um, where the preacher takes takes God to aliens. Oh, that sounds familiar, actually. Yeah, and they crucify someone else, and that. they missed completely misread the Bible, so they decide to crucify the priest. It's just oh. like it's like really atheistic and pathetic. It's rubbish, but it is it is quite amusing. God, I read I read so much sci-fi in my teenage years. Yeah, it was coming out of my so ears. Sci-fi, like, sci-fi yeah. and horror. I, I, my school, my my middle school library had a great selection of horror and sci-fi. Yeah. Ah, so it's great old sci-fi. The um, Asimov's Asimov collected short stories, and there was like Asimov monsters. Yeah, Asimov's uh, ghosts. Uh, when it, when it, one of the one of those collections had. Um, have you ever read Jerusalem's Lot, which is like a like a return to Salem's Lot? Have you read that one? I read. I've heard. I've read Salem's Lot. That's oh, that film. That that mini series creep. Yeah, <laughs> that is fucking creepy. Those fucking vampire kids at the window. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that creeped out so many people. Yeah, that was very <sighs> well done. That was yeah. Between between that and Doctor Fibes, I, I I slept with the covers oh. over my head till I was about fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doctor Fibes is a bit heavy, you know. Yeah. The bit the bit with the uh, the bit that creep. The reason I used to sleep with the covers over my head was like the bit with the. Do you remember the nurse where he pours that like pea soup pea soup stuff on her face and then the locusts eat her face away? <laughs> oh fuck! I can't remember that. <laughs> I can just remember that funnel. Robert Morley, that film critic with a funnel in his mouth. And that. No, that's the oh, blood, God, isn't yeah. it? That's the oh right, the yeah. Blood you're talking yeah. About there. I get confused because I I thought Doctor Fives was in that. Vincent Price is in both of them. Vincent Price is in both of them. That's that's why you're um, yeah confusing the two because they, they're both the same same sort of time, same sort of plot, revenge plot, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, where he where he feeds that bloke his poodles, doesn't he? Do you remember? That? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I, I'd actually strongly recommend those two films for anybody. Theatre of Theatre of Blood and um, Doctor the Abominable Fibes. Doctor Fibes, the Abominable Doctor Fives because apparently the sequel's yeah. garbage, isn't it? Yeah, God. that one where he, does he like catapult a, a unicorn statue at someone and it goes straight through him or something? Then he uh, that's so long when I've yeah. seen it, I've forgotten. I have to watch him again. Yeah. I bought the DVD, well, no, but I, I haven't watched it since I bought it. Yeah, I, I bought a few of the old Draculas lately. I found them quite exciting. Yeah, I watched. I'm AD, not really into Dracula. I watched AD seventy two the other day. That's not actually. A bad yeah, thing. that's quite good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Isn't I was that... really jealous of his pad. He's like uh, <laughs> Flash Apartment. Yeah, was it Johnny? Er- What's his name? Johnny? Er- Johnny Alucard. Johnny Alucard. Johnny Alucard. Yeah. Dracula spelt backwards. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just like it's just so weird. Such a weird film, isn't it? Like Dracula and the hippie up and the hippie sort of like cafe underground. Yeah. Yeah. Old great. Right. Old uh, Caroline. Is it Caroline Monroe? Is it that she was a Bond girl? Yeah. I bet old Christopher Lee was getting pissed off at that point, though. Like by that point, like, like oh no, I got to play fucking Dracula again, have I? Didn't didn't the, uh, didn't the the golden the seven golden what's the what's the Chinese one? The seven golden vampires. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's in it's that as well, funny. isn't he? Is the... yeah, <laughs> actually, actually um, Dra- literally, Dracula goes on holiday. You know? <laughs> it's just like carry, you know, carry on, Dracula. <laughs> Yeah, I don't wonder about these people. I mean, God, they must have enough money. They don't have to, like, base them, debase themselves. I suppose they do. I don't know. But I suppose he didn't get paid that much for the Hammer stuff, did he? Well, they never used to get paid much back then, did they? So it weren't like a lifetime's work now. Like, I mean, these days, these days, if you get a big enough name, you probably do two, do two films and uh, retire quite comfortably. Yeah. Never, never bother going back into it, could you? I know Christopher Lee hated it. He hated doing all that. That's why he got so into the Wicker Man, wasn't it? He thought that was his like serious, his serious break, weren't it? But oh, did he? Oh, right. As we said before, you know, it's got a that went a bit tits up, didn't it? The Wicker Man. Yeah. Of, yeah. That doesn't bear. That doesn't bear a rewatch once you once you mm. woke, does it? Nah. <laughs> the foreskins, the big jar of foreskins on the on the on the counter in the shop. It's anti-pagan, anti-pagan propaganda, isn't it? The Wicker Man. Well, yeah, it depicts so, them as so like that. fucking so lunatics, the, doesn't it? So is that Midsummer, isn't it? Midsummer's the same. Yeah, I haven't watched that. Yeah, but yeah, it's the same. It's just ripping off the Wicker Man, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, only dragged out. Because, because like... I know, I know when I was doing um, dope movies and shows with with Nat when he watched it, he said he said he loves watching his old films because they because they're an hour and a half and you can just blow through them and they, and they and because yeah. they and because they're so lean they they're better films. Mm. Definitely, yeah. Because you don't really get anything extra out of an hour and a half film, out of a two and a half hour film, do you? Unless unless it's like an epic or something like that, or a, or a, or a generational thing, you don't really get a lot extra out of it, do you? It's a bit self-indulgent, isn't it, with these directors and that? Yeah, sort of. It trances you out more, I suppose, if it's a good, if it's a good one, I suppose. But yeah, are we going to go into? Are we going to go into content now? I'm fucking talked out. I am. We haven't started the content yet. Fucking (laughs) hell. We've only we've only been going half hour. It seems like longer. God, I'm all hot now. I can take my coat off. <laughs> oh God! Oh, I was talking about yeah, this whole thing. Uh, this whole thing, which is sort of my thing, I suppose, when it comes down to it, it's my thing. All this conspiracy stuff, and it's like, I think we can agree there is a secret cult that rules the world, isn't there? So. The thing is, like, well, how do they do their weird stuff? Well, there, there's like, a, if it's not a cult, there's at least a secret organisation that that, mm. that rules the world that we don't. Not not secret in the sense of the, but secret in the sense of like we don't know who is actually pulling the strings, do we? Mm. Well, it's it's like secret, but you can join it. I mean, it's not like secret, secret. I suppose, like, if I had a big good job or something in the media, I suppose. 
you can join the cult, can't you? I mean that that Maria I Ambrovich. I think it's I think it's more than that though, isn't it? You need more than money to join, don't you? Yeah, you've got most, to be most like, of these most you know, of these people are beyond money. It's not like there's a buy in for it. I would have thought if they, if, if you have to ask how much some it is, you you can't afford to join the club, can you? Yeah. Well, I've seen it. They print money if they want money. They just print it, don't they? Go down to the printers. I don't, and... To be honest, I don't think they <laughs> even care. Like... I mean, I, I think that I think they live. They 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 just live a life that's like money's that they have that much money that it that money is just beyond them, isn't it? Yeah, I was thinking I mean, about you, that you the other imagine, day. But... You can't imagine Roth, Rothschild leaves the house and takes his wallet with him, can you? Yeah, I was thinking the other day, like if I did actually have like loads of money. And that was like right in front of me. I think I'd find it, I'd find it really like sickening or sort of disturbing, really, because you got you got all that sort of infinite possibilities right in front of you. And I think I'd do my head in. I think like I don't think I'd end well if I got loads of money. But yeah, sort. That's just like I think that. Well, we'll get to it. But what 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 I think they do is some sort of cabalistic sort of spell casting that involves like numbers and words because like, I think this cult it's not it, it is occult but it's also scientific I think because all the scientists I think they're the real sort of occultists because they do all the weird stuff don't they with all the chemical chemical tables and things like that and I'm convinced that table of the elements is a sort of coded occult thing because it's got all those like coded things in it, and then I mean, it's it's not really a stretch to say like you know you've got the atom, the atom, the basic atom, but that's like atom, the ancient Egyptian god, isn't it? That everyone hated because he he fucked up all the pagan stuff, didn't he? Atom, like in ancient Egypt, everyone was worshiping loads of gods and having a good old time, and then this atom arsehole comes along and he, he implicates. The, the single god, didn't he? And that, that sort of pissed everyone off. Everyone hated him, apparently, because he was like a big, you know, one of these, like, um, ogres, you know, these tyrants. You just sort of, like, say, everyone's got to think like I think. and Yeah, and I think there's something to do with that. Now, I can't explain it, because it's hard to explain this stuff, because I've been into this stuff for years, but, you know, if you just, like, if I just start explaining it now, that just sounds a bit, a bit far-fetched but but I, i'm convinced this is what they do and hopefully i can sort of prove it as as we go along but because this this recent story of this corporal bernard mongan who was found dead in his room at catterick garrick garrison in north yorkshire and he was found on the 23rd of january 2020 and once you start investigating this stuff you see these numbers come up like 23 and 33 because he was 33 years old when he when he was found dead and these numbers keep coming up and i don't think it's like um what do they call it like uh something bias where like you you fixate on a number and then you start like if you fixate on red cars you start seeing red cars everywhere i think it goes beyond that because these numbers just keep coming up and if a soldier like dies on his barracks and he's not found for like three weeks, and and again like three three comes up a lot as well. And oh god, I'm pissed. But like this got this soldier, he was thirty three years old. He was a father of three, 
and it took them three weeks to find him. So you got the two thirty threes there, and how the hell can someone die on a so some soldier die on an army base and not be found for three weeks? Because or literally just be shit. missed for that amount of time. Yeah, you know, like being missed missed for a couple of days seems quite yeah. weird. I mean, unless he was on leave for a month, but it just doesn't make sense. Surely, does it? surely they have to they have to like report for duty every day so surely they'd be noticed unless like i say something weird's going on like like we were talking about before that deep cut barracks and you now people were killed there quite a few people were killed at least two or three weren't they and did they did they ever find anybody for that i don't think so no they sort of sort of mentioned bullying and that but i mean that that was a bit beyond bullying i think when people are shooting themselves in the head like three times or something Oh, that's it. Yeah, they put it down to. Um... Oh, it's the Princess Royal Barracks at Deep Cut. Did you know that? Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. I mean, like a lot of these military bases are built on ancient sites, like Menwith Hill. You know that famous thing up north in Yorkshire with the do- those white domes. I mean, that's built on an ancient prehistoric site, some sort of stone circle or something. They they often are. It's like it's, I've always found it strange. Like you now you get like Stonehenge and like right Stonehenge is right in the middle of the biggest sort of military firing range, isn't it? And it's just like the military seem to like there's, there's a connection between the military and these ancient sites. I mean, I don't know what they're doing, but it's it's certainly not coincidence. I don't think. That, there's another one I can't remember. Some, uh, some uh, thing. Yeah, it used um, to be called um, Deep Cut. Used to be called Blackdown. Yeah, that's a bit, a bit strange. Name, the barracks yeah. built in the Blackdown camp were Minden, Dettingen, Alma, Frith, Ain is A I S N E, and Marn Barracks. Yeah, uh, Bark, so, but yeah, is it? Well, Bart, you said, is there, is there anything about the number 148? I don't know. I haven't heard that number, but I, I can see it as to 13. And 13 one of, is one of those numbers that comes up a hell of a lot. In a, in a, there's a few later on I'll mention, but 13 comes up a hell of a lot. Yeah. Because uh, 13 is the, uh, they say it's unlucky, but that's just like the surface interpretation of the number 13. Like, oh, do you want some facts about the... Do you want some facts about the four deaths of the, of the trainees at... Uh, Go on, then, yeah. yeah. Right, OK, then. So 9th of June, oh. 9th of June, 1995. So 9-6-95, is that anything significant? Oh, God, I'll, I'll have to get my calculator out. Right. OK, then. So so Private, <laughs> Private Sean Benton, who was 20, died from five bullet wounds in the chest after going on unauthorised yeah. loan control of the perimeter. So, 27th of November, 1995, uh, Cheryl James, who was 18, um, she was from Wales, Langollen, uh, died from a single bullet wound to the head. Her body was found in a wood not far from her abandoned guard post. Uh, 17th of September, 2001, Private Jeff Gray, he's from County Durham, uh, died from two gunshot wounds in the head. The old double tap to the head. Yeah. Uh, and then 23rd of March 2002, 
Private James Collinson, who was 17 from Scotland, died of a single gunshot wound in his head while performing guard duty. So all four were on guard duty. Yeah. It sounds like there's a serial killer, doesn't it? That's a bit terrifying, isn't it? Like a a, a squatty serial killer just uh, But why only only four? Yeah. And were they all women, were they? No, there's two women and... Two blokes, weren't it? Uh, three blokes, one woman. Yeah. Because I mean, who knows what goes on? I mean, like I say, they're all they're all like they're on these prehistoric sites. Who knows what could like seep into their minds? I mean, they're all pretty far out, aren't they? That's, that's oh, the strange I think, thing. Like. I don't think two gunshot wins the head or five to the chest. The suicide, <laughs> yeah. though, aren't they? But that's the strange thing, isn't it? Because you'd think like squaddies on training they'd be all sort of like hardened sort of like no nonsense but i think it's the other way around i mean if you're going through basic training your mind's going to be so sort of like whacked out a joint like so they, in, like, so in 2004 there was a there was what's called the blake report so it was a report into it points identified by the report were the training environment at deep cut causing low morale so they they shot themselves five that lad shot himself five times in the chest due to low morale um, ill-disciplined access to firearms at the barracks. Um, I don't think there's any hint that they killed killed themselves with anything, but their own weapon is there. I wouldn't have thought. Do they? Surely they don't like have the weapons on them. I don't know what. Well, they're what on guard, they, they're on guard duty, they do, aren't but... they? If anyone's going to, yeah, I, I the suppose camp, it, they, yeah. They, can, they can shoot them. Um, poor supervision supervision of trainees. A detrimental culture at the barracks had taken root involving ill-discipline, bullying and unofficial punishments. A systematic failure of the means for complaint within the barracks and low quality instructors on the barracks staff. None of those explain any of these murders, do they? (laughs) It's just like, I think they go through basic training, their minds get so whacked out of joint, whacked out of the norm... And like, if they're on like some sort of base with a prehistoric stone circle on it, something could seep into their minds, some ancient sort of darkness of a, some sort of horror film shit, I think. Yes. Unless there's some sort of weird occult sort of thing, because I mean, the army is about killing people, you know, basically, isn't it? And uh, that's quite a sort of sacrificial thing, isn't it? I mean. You're sacrificing the people you're fighting, and you're also sacrificing your own troops. So, if there is such things as these vampiric entities, they're going to be sniffing about army bases, aren't they? And war zones, and they they all wear these sort of occult symbols, don't they? Like stars and things. And, mm. You know, it's all it's all. Chevron's. I'm surprised no one's. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised no one's. Right? You'd think someone had written a book about it, wouldn't you? Like the occult military or something. Or... Ah. Anyway, as, as you as you were, <laughs> just to call yeah. a military phrase. <laughs> God, my voice is going. I'll try to get through this, like, because this is my stuff, and I'm trying to sound exciting, excited about it. But yeah. Well, according to this supposedly former MI6 agent, Dr. John Coleman, although I have to say his books are interesting, but I'm not sure. I'm always a bit sort of iffy about people who come out saying they're former MI6 agents and that, because I thought if you were a genuine MI6 agent, I don't think you'd say you were, would you? And that always strikes me as a bit 
bit off when they say that. But anyway, he gives a good quote when he says, like, we frequently hear about they, in inverted commas, doing this, that, or the other. They seem literally to be able to get away with murder. They increase taxes, send our sons and daughters to die in wars that do not benefit our country. They seem above our reach, out of sight, frustratingly nebulous when it comes to taking action against them. No well, one seems able thing. to clearly identify who this they are. It's a situation that's pertained for decades. That's and he's fucking gonna, right. That's what I was going to say, that, Pete, that Pete, everybody thinks who they Who are know. this they? Every, everybody thinks... Like, <laughs> there is a they. Everybody thinks they know who they is, but no one actually does, do they? Yeah. There definitely is a they. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's the four by twos. I think they're, they're certainly part of it, but they're certainly not it. Like in in capital letters, like it goes beyond that. Well, I I always wonder about George Soros. I mean, is George? I don't think George George Soros is the tip of the iceberg. I think he's just their um um he's their point of the cutout. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. But he's he's like the the point the the one to aim the anger at, isn't he? Yeah, he's the boogeyman, isn't he? Like yeah. the, the sort of uh, yeah, everyone points their fingers the at him, and they don't lamb think... almost, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, they don't think he's behind it, do they? Yeah, because they definitely is a they for, for sure. Because I mean, I, th- I think otherwise, whoever, I think whoever the they are, I don't think it's the I don't think it's the Rothschilds. I, I think the they that we're talking about, nobody even knows their name. No, I don't think so. No. Because if there wasn't a they, I think this world would be quite a nice place to live in. But the reason it's so fucked up is because this they are doing all this weird, weird stuff, isn't it? And like sacrificing people to bloody ancient demons and gods, and I, I think that's what what's going on. And uh, Adam Parfrey. He's an interesting chap. Like he, he's into all this like stuff that we'll get to. James Shelby Downard, and he adds that like this this unknown yet often felt them is a kind of demonic other that delights in controlling your destiny. An active, organised, conspiratorial cabal obsessed with world domination. And he adds that they have infiltrated the system for so long that every word, intonation, tone, meter, rhythm, melody, numeric measure has its own subterranean meaning and symbolism. Correspondingly, every operatic confluence of symbols, whether in a parade, play, movie, sporting event, political convention, anything televised, radio-waved or printed, commands a complex array of perverse forces of sex and death to concentrate power to the monsters and weakness to the slaves. And that's that's fucking... He's nailed it right there. I mean, even that John Coleman, he's nailed it right there. And uh, it's obviously what is going on in it. (laughs) Yeah. But the thing is, that's going on. But what what is the goal? If they've got a goal, I presume they must have a goal. And I, I think I, that, I think I personally think that they've got all the money that they want, so they just fuck with people mm. now. That's literally, you know, when when you've got that kind of when you've got the kind of money that this they have, 
you know you're like i say you're you're beyond money so so if if money doesn't ma- doesn't matter to you it's just fucking with people that's that's what yeah you know you know what if i move this what if i move this population over here move that population yeah. over there and you know all this all this kind of stuff but they've always had all the money they want even like back in prehistoric times i think once the agricultural sort of like stuff comes in that's when you start getting these big fat cats and i think they've always had the, ro- the rubber barons. enough money yeah they've always had like enough money and once you get enough money i think that's when they get into the occult stuff because that's the only thing that can that's the only way to go really unless you just stop i mean you could get loads of money and just enjoy the money but i think that's going to get a bit boring after a while, isn't it? If you shag all the but to, women to and get, get all the get, drugs, and... to get that kind of money, though, you're not the kind of person that could enjoy money, are you? Because nah. uh, because they, these people they're they're getting all this money together because they're because they're trying to fill a deep dark hole inside of them. That that that's, yeah. that that's why no amount of no amount of money is ever enough. No amount of power is ever enough because what they're doing is they're filling a deep a deep dark hole that they can never fill aren't they that's that's what they are that's what they are it's what they do it's like it's not really the money they're after it's the power that money gives isn't it like cuz I, I think i would i wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of um competition between them to um you know who dies with the most money wins you know kind of thing yeah Oh, I think that could be something to do with the quest for immortality. I think because that's what the uh, the Egyptian rich people did, didn't it? Back in the back in the mummy days, isn't it? Although, although that's that that freaks me out. Well, not freaks me out, but it's like you know all these rich people in in ancient Egypt they they wanted immortality, didn't they? But the only way William Burroughs does a good riff on this, but the only way is that could, William S. Burroughs. Yeah, I know he's. I know he's, wa- I don't know much about him. I know his words of advice. That's I love that. Yeah, he he was he was a total gay, but he was. You know, I cut him a bit of slack. He's he's quite quite archly, like sardonic. He's good, William Burroughs, but but he he does a good riff about the mummies when he says like, what a sort of like precarious sort of like ritualized belief about immortality because if you wanted to be immortal, you had to have a mummy, didn't you? And like, like he says, like mummies are sit, sitting ducks, <laughs> you know. Like someone comes along with petrol, you can pour petrol over the mummy and burn the shit out of it, and then that's their immortality up the spout, isn't it? It's just a very strange belief, isn't it? You got to have a mummy to be immortal. Yes, he's right. They're sitting ducks, aren't they? So, but that might be what's behind all this, like they, this them cult. But they want like immortality kind of thing, and it's certainly not beyond the possibility that uh, something in that sort of really sort of dark occult area could be done where you get this rich fucker and like he's getting old, so there might possibly be some sort of way where he could like commit suicide and force his spirit into a fetus of some woman he's like set up in some flat or some castle somewhere and he dies and goes into the fetus of this woman and gets reborn sort of thing and he's got like the money to pay for people to sort of teach him stuff from his former life yeah yes fucking weird. What, if, what, if, what if he had like what if he was like a fetus and he had like the full knowledge of 
<laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? Uh, that'd be that's what I'm sort of thinking. Like, that might be what they do. Like, you know, these creepy old, like, rich people, like these Rothschilds and that. They do look very creepy, don't they? <laughs> you gotta, yeah. Like they've got they've they've, they've like, like they've done something like that. You know, they've like they've done this reincarnation thing. But I don't know. It's, certainly... it's kind of weird. It's like it's it's. I find it weird how like um how people's politics externalizes. You know, like when you see like the weird the weird anti for people and stuff like that. It's it's like it's like it's like the evil politics corrupt the body, don't they? Yeah, I said someone said that about Billy Bragg. Actually, I yeah, did. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Ameri- Americans know about Billy Bragg. He's some horrible sort of. God, I don't know what he is. Some leftist, boring. Just sold his estate for about two million. He, he <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Brighton for two million. Sha- the the literal definition of a champagne socialist, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this this guy I know says like he he knew this really hot girl in school, and like you know she was really hot, and then like when they left school, she sort of joined the Billy Bragg cult, or she got involved with Billy Bragg, and he said like he saw her a few years later, and she was all like fat and frumpy with like a horrible sort of problem glasses, <laughs> you know, like a horrible <laughs> frumpy haircut, and he said like yeah, that does affect you, yeah, left wing politics certainly does. That's like these lesbians, isn't it? They go, they go weird, don't they? It's, yeah, weird. <laughs> and conversely, I suppose someone who gets into right-wing politics becomes all buff and sort of like a Chad, don't they? But if you get into left-wing politics, you turn into a soy boy, don't you? Or a, or a sort of like twisted sort of soy half full man, full full way, <laughs> yeah. So. Feminist soy boy, God knows what they are. I don't know. Yeah, oh, so many of those, so many of those soy boys end up sex pests as well. Don't they? Mm. <laughs> but but they get that way just by believing left wing ideas, don't they? I mean, that's that must be what does it. Must <laughs> it's like it's not like some sort of secret alchemical process they do. They just sort of get get on board, don't they? Get in step with the. The stuff that has obviously been, it's obviously been previously arranged and previously designed by this them cult, and it's given to these people to control them, isn't it? Because I don't think that this cult they don't give a shit what we believe, whether you're right wing or left wing. It's like so long as you're into this Borg sort of like culty sort of like group think thing, that, that's all they want you to do. Like you, they don't mind what you believe. And the only sort of antidote to it is to be an individual. But having said that, I don't think we can be individuals. How can you? I don't think you can really be individual, can you? I don't know. I suppose you can, but it's bloody hard, isn't it? Like, yeah, because you still you still any kind of like a mix and match of um, yeah general yeah yeah. I, I, I see what you mean. It's, it's impossible to be truly in, unique because because you still. Um, uh, you sort of gravitate. You gravitate towards stuff that resonates with you, don't you? Like, but it's but it's still, do, it's still but... all stuff that's been mass produced, isn't it? It's yeah, just, it's just the way you put together the particular set of circumstances of mass produced stuff. They're pre pre packaged, sort of like subcultures, aren't they? It's like punk and rave and that. It's pre packaged, 
and of course people are just gonna just gonna go into it because it's so sad to say but people aren't very creative are they they like to they like to follow the crowd don't they it's like yeah but the, again that's how they get you in it so they get us we babu we babu says uh follow carl benjamin to become an individual <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, i suppose the whole concept of an individual is a pre-packaged thing that this they cult have foisted on us isn't it like now, be an individual, and that's that joke with punk, isn't it? Like yeah. we're all individuals, and they all dress the same, and they with spiky hair. Oh, what's that? What's that goth T-shirt? I, I, uh, you laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at you because you're all the same. Yeah, look at a group <laughs> yeah. of goths. I cut goths some slack though. I like goths. I like goth girls. Anyway, it's not. It's, yeah. it's just like yeah. uh, nobody. It's like the more. Re- it's nobody is self-aware anymore, are they? Mm. That's hard. Yeah, especially since the internet. Because Christ, I'm old enough. I can remember life before the internet, and that certainly was more no, vital. The good, the good old days, yeah. where if some, where if some, if someone wanted to talk to you, they had to, they had to know where you were first. Yeah, that was horrible because. I grew up like not know. I knew like other weirdos existed, but I couldn't contact them. But at least you did have to try back then. But that, now that was, it's just that, was every... the good, that was the good old days when you could organise a piss up with twenty with twenty lads. You know, without yeah. without any contact between all of you. But now, now you couldn't you couldn't organise a piss up with twenty lads, even if everybody had a mobile phone, because people are so unreliable yeah. these days, aren't they? Yeah, that's what that's what the the smartphones. Like I said, that's a pre-packaged mind control device, isn't it? Like it's just, it's just obviously, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Christ. Even in a, the sort of rural area where I live, like everyone's walking around looking at their bloody screen, little tiny screens. Like it's it's got it's just infiltrated everywhere, isn't it? That's just so bizarre. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll segue back to. Have we got? Have we got? Um, image one. Can we put uh, image yeah, one up? Hold on a sec. It's up. This is a. This is a quite a bit of a motley crew. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it. I'll wait till it comes up till I start. Yeah, you'll be about twenty seconds behind. But things though, if you talk. Now, this guy, I don't really like heroes but james shelby downard is definitely my hero there he are oh, james shelby down there he is look in the center and this guy was just so uh, i don't want to gushing i don't want to get all gushy here but this guy certainly sussed it out like he was the most clued up conspiracy researcher who's ever lived because he realized that this they cult it's not all about it's not all about facts it goes beyond that into sort of the weird levels of the mind where it's like ah oh, how can i explain it it's like like our distant for well on this speculation but our distant ancestors the cave people or whatever you want to call them i think everything must must have been important for these people and like everything must be important because you know your very life depended on sort of like knowing exactly what was happening at the very moment and i think this this kind of like this continued on in medieval times and oh, i'm getting lost here wait a minute but it's just like 
I think, well, James Shelby Down, his, his, his like main theory was that everything is significant. Accidents are purposeful and nothing happens by chance. And like the way he, I think, and that was what how these, our ancient ancestors thought. And he was trying to kind of reclaim that sort of mental state. But this, this like individual thing where you just reacted as it, was in the moment and that's the that's the thing which this they cult have like distorted and perverted since they stormed well they stormed a sort of reality studio haven't they when and they just broadcast all these fucking stupid things that we're supposed to believe in downard's thing was the science of symbolism the sos which like that kind of it encompasses like onto on Onomatology, which is the science of names, and mystical topomony, which is the science of places, and it's like they this they cult they meld it all together, and they use it to sort of literally cast spells on us. In like we were talking about, like they see this world as the great game. It's like one big game, isn't it? And they actually call it the great game. That's an actual thing, sort of. As an actual term, which they the secret societies call it, and because I mean, if you're going to cast a spell, you can only kind of use you can only use things which 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 are sort of here in this world, isn't it? There are things like words and names and things like this, and so if you can get all these things together in some sort of like web or some sort of like pulsating sort of thing on on the sort of mental level then you can you can influence people and influence reality and like his protege michael a hoffman too on the second he called it the twilight language where there's like you can there's there's language where things are actually named and but there's also other sort of hidden parts to these names like serial killer can like be also in the twilight language that can be serial killer as in c-e-r-e-a-l where it goes back to the sort of ancient sacrificial rites of dementor the corn goddess because they used to be like a that. different name for serial killer didn't they was it like sequence killer or something like that used to be what they called didn't they it's like it was a thrill killer wasn't it no no i think they, they used to call them sequence killers um oh, that's interesting killers. yeah yeah because I mean, this this stuff you can get carried away with this stuff. Like, like I was looking at the Matrix the other day, the, the name the Matrix. But if you look at it, that could actually, like, in a hidden way, that could spell them at tricks. Like, it's like this this secret them cult doing their tricks on us. And because the Matrix was a programming film which programmed a lot of young people into sort of like pretty deep Gnostic. Gnostic philosophy, the, well, that, the Matrix. That was, heavily, that was heavily based on Grant Morrison's work, The Invisibles, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, but that's all Gnosticism stuff, isn't it? I mean, he programmed us with his Invisible comics, and then The Matrix ripped him off, basically, and programmed a lot more people to start sort of distrusting reality. And when you start distrusting reality, that that ties in with all this postmodern bullshit, doesn't it? Where like everything's relative 
and if everything's relative then we're free to do what we want isn't we sort of like there's no good or evil you can do what you want and you know who's to say what's good or evil why not take loads of drugs and you know be a complete arsehole because it doesn't matter man <laughs> i mean that's postmodernism, isn't it it's just like and that's why we're that's why these cultures are so fucked up these days because there's no traditional structure is there it's all been broken down in it by these by these evil people oh, i could get the chat here but have, are we still on yeah they're talking about other stuff oh, entirely <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're just having their own little chat there because yeah. i understand that this stuff is because like crazy people get into this stuff but I'm not so sure whether a lot of these this, these crazy people aren't paid governments, paid agents of the state to sort of like divert people away from this area of thought or this area of thinking. Because I think I think this is what they do. Because I mean, obviously, you know, with Kabbalah and things like that, you can juggle names and numbers about, and you can connect anything to anything. But as Alistair Crowley says, like. That's exactly what makes it such a potent and versatile sorcery system. If you can connect anything to anything and make any meaning out of it, then what a brilliant sort of system of sorcery. And as I say, words and numbers are everywhere and understood by everybody. So, you know, as opposed to some obscure deity or some arcane mysterious symbol, like everyone knows what words and numbers are and, so what better thing to use? I mean, all, all the ancient philosophers understood all this. I mean, Pythagoras said, like, everything is number and all that. I mean, they were in, they understood this, this sort of, like, underground, what's underground now, this secret thing. And, and look at, look at TV and radio broadcasts. I mean, they've, they all now become digital, they're all digital ones and zeros, aren't they? I mean, it's just like, because I mean, numbers are such a fascinating thing. Like, like, did we invent numbers, or did we just discover them? Discover numbers that were previously existing as almost like sentient entities. Really, I mean, you know, six 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 and stuff like that. It's a sort of real independent being, almost, isn't it? Like six six six. I mean, who's going to buy a car with a six 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 number plate? You know. No one's going to buy a house like number six 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 so and so drive, are they? I mean, it's like didn't they used to miss out power? Didn't they used to miss out thirteen in streets? I, I think you know, I think yeah. do thirteens now. I don't think people are bothered, are they? And uh, apparently, on ships, when when there was thirteen for dinner, they'd set a place for the ship's cat, didn't they? Yeah, that they, they they had a ceramic cat, didn't they? That they used to bring in in like the dinner parties over here in Britain. Like if there was twelve people at a dinner party, they'd have a the butler would bring in like a ceramic black cat and so there'd be one more than uh, thirteen. Yeah, sorry, if there was thirteen like diners, they'd, yeah. they'd bring in the cat, and so there, there wouldn't be thirteen. To ask our American listeners, because I'm pretty sure that. Back in the fifties or whenever, like American like hotels and that, they didn't have a thirteenth floor with the elevators, did they? That went from twelve to fourteen. They didn't actually have a thirteen. That was so ingrained in their minds that they, there wasn't a thirteenth floor. Yeah, 
Hence the 13th floor elevators, the psychedelic yeah, uh, rock quite, band, or the rather it, good psychedelic rock band from the 60s. Yeah, isn't there a horror film about that where the where the guy where people go on get get onto the 14th, 13th Cause floor? Because it's like this stuff is real. It's not like um, I know I'm, I'm just like an anonymous voice on the internet saying this weird all this weird <laughs> stuff, but these people, like these high up people, these learned people, they they know all this stuff, like. Albert Albert G. McKay, McKay, you know, the 33-degree Freemason, mate, he talks about this stuff. And uh, there's a quote here. He says, like, but the writers who have sought to establish a scheme of magical Freemasonry refer to an almost alter, refer almost altogether to the supposed power of mystical names or words, which they say is common to both Freemasonry and magic. It is certain that onomatology, or the science of names, forms a very interesting part of the investigations of the higher Freemasonry. And it is only in this way that any connection be, can be created between two sciences. I mean, they're telling, they're telling us, they're telling us what, what they do, what they're doing with all this name and number stuff weirdness. And, and like I say, it's there. You can see it. I mean, if you've got, if once you've seen it, you can't unsee it, as they say. Which is, I like that term. You know, once you've seen this stuff, you can't unsee it. And if you scan the news like I do, you see these numbers and these names coming up. And I just, what do you think? Like, well, this has got to be something weird going on here because you get these names and these numbers, and they. They're not just names and numbers. They're pointing to something else that's going on, like the hidden real thing of these events, like um, the number 13, like um, uh, I forget when it was. It was a few years ago. There was this guy called Michael Magic. Of, of, all, of, all, of all names, there was this guy called Michael Magic in Britain, and like, he, he was secretly filmed... He secretly filmed a showering 13-year-old girl at his house. And and of all the places where he lived, his house was in Pilgrim's Walk, St. Anne's Park, Bristol, in, in England. And, you know, you look at it, you've got the 13, you've got this Michael Magic, this double M, double M, um, double initial double M, and M is 13, so you've got the double m which is 26 which is the 26 numbers of the alphabet and all that stuff and he lives in he lives in saint anne's i mean and if you look at saint anne's it's saint anne's isn't it <laughs> you know it's just like you know and you see 13 comes up so much with like serial killers like the son of sam david berkowitz i mean he killed six and wounded seven victims, and that equals 13. And then you got the Yorkshire Ripper, Peter Sutcliffe. He was convicted of killing 13 women. And when it keeps coming up in these, like, sort of obviously sort of mind control slash weird, dark, satanic sort of serial killer stuff, I think you have to, you have to think, like, well, something, something is going on. And I mean, even though, even uh, even if you're a skeptic, skeptics must admit that like something is going on. It's like we are in a transition. Or I suppose we're always in a transitional period. But there's definitely like since say, I'd say about 19, 
since the nineteen eighties, there's definitely been a a planned transitional period that's sort of like moving us towards this sort of one world government type thing with a centralized power base and a sort of singular digital controlled grid, isn't it? I mean, with 5G and mobile phones. I mean, they tell us that like mobile phones are like listening devices and tracking devices and people just think, oh, yeah, you know, you know, you know, they're sort of like, we accept, or we, I don't accept it, but people accept it, don't they? It's just so bizarre. But... Yeah, London's rammed full of Masonic craziness, I agree, Forky. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, hell. you got all sorts. Of... London is, and so are the sort of country piles of these, like, aristocracy people. I mean, they're, they're rammed full of, like, crazy sort of, like... But not everyone yeah, gets got to like... see it, do they? Yeah, you get like these monster statues and all these like so-called follies, these Greek temples they build in their gardens. and They're sort of follies, but they're very usable temples. I mean, they're not like fake, are they? I mean, they've got a fucking temple in their back garden, you know. Do you know who Swilliam is, Zero? Swilliam, no. Yeah, Uh, Swilliamson. Oh, no, I do actually, yeah, S. Williamson, yeah. yeah. S. Williamson. He's a good good youtuber yeah he does a lot of stuff on uh on the london state he's got a youtube channel yeah yeah they're talking about him in chat yeah yeah i posted anything for a while but yeah he's the man for the london masonic weirdness yeah s williamson yeah worth looking up yeah well back to downard yeah or i uh, yeah downard his thing was like 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 i said before like there's a certain plan, isn't there? These people are working to a plan. They're bringing in all this weird stuff like transsexualism and bestiality and all this sort of like Pizzagate stuff and sort of child sex. And this stuff isn't like, it's not like just like a natural, it's not, it's just hasn't arose naturally, has it? It's being pushed, isn't it? They're fucking pushing this stuff and, Downard said that, like, this is all to do with, like, the process of the triad, which is, like, um, this ancient belief, like, you know, it goes back to Druids and the Roman Catholic Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And he says, like, the first two stages have already been accomplished, which was the creation and destruction of of primordial matter, which they did with the first ever atomic bomb at the Trinity site. Note the Trinity site there, New Mexico, that's on the 33rd degree of the 33rd parallel, 33rd degree parallel. Yeah, and Clive, and that, Clive Barker talks about the Trinity site in um, The Great and Secret Show. Yeah, that's that, all to do with threes, yeah. Yeah, because he, like he says it's, um, he said in his, it's a fictional book, but he says it's a place of great magical power because of the, the amount of energy released there. Yeah. And they also did the killing of the king, right? That comes from uh, James. Is it James Fraser's The Golden Bow, like the killing of the king, right? Which was the JFK assassination. That, that happened at a Trinity site as well at DD at DD Plaza. On the, that was on the or that was that route. That route was moved on the da, on the day of the um, on mm. the day of the parade, wasn't it? Cause that, yeah, because that's close to the thirty third degree of latitude, and where he was killed, the road. The road network is like a pyramid, like an uncapped pyramid. 
and there's a Masonic temple like just across the road at Dealey Plaza. And here, here you go. This so is this is like, one you'll enjoy. We Babu said, I sometimes wonder if the Masons were the good guys because I know that mm. I know that's something you believe, isn't it? Zero. I think they were originally. Yeah, they were traditionalist, anti-communist. Well, it's why that is good what, guys. I, I think I think it might it might be part of the reason that they were driven from the police force. Mm. Well, now they're still in the police, isn't they? Like, yeah, but they're they're heavily, heavily, um, to, for want of a better word, police, aren't they? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's like they've been um, neutered. Yeah, because the tr- the trouble with Freemasons is that no one wants to join them because people think it's like a fuddy duddy thing, and that's why they they changed like the you had to be twenty one to be a Freemason, but they've changed it now to eighteen. And as you've said, they've changed it from the twenty-one to the eighteen, which is the six plus six plus six. Yeah, <laughs> that that goes very well with the way that in Freemasonry has been infiltrated, just as the Catholic Church has been infiltrated by this sort of satanic, this satanic weirdo cult. Basically, that's the only thing I can describe them as. We've had another incredibly intelligent input from Barclay. He said, all the people I know with Freemason ties are retards, really weird Hmong people. One was a teacher who was a complete spastic and the other is this ginger Jew kid who's completely retarded. <laughs> well, sadly, I'd have to agree. Like, Especially in the American lot. The American branch is, is full of homosexuals. Like, I mean, I hate to say... Well, I don't hate to say it. I'm just saying it. Like, yeah. American Freemasonry is full of homosexuals and that's not just me saying that's like like masonic whistleblowers are saying that and it's all sort of like um sort of weird like like this weird culty sort of like shark dead shark eyes sort of stuff like because there's all these like masonic podcasts on youtube and you watch them and they, they are all sort of like spastics yeah just sort of like these sort of like oh yeah hello yeah freemasonry yeah so cool and we're all good guys really and oh we're all nerds and it's this great and it's great being a nerd yeah and and like our sort of masonic ancestors would would be spinning in their graves like looking at the way freemasonry has become like these fucking this one's uh, turned this one's turned into a q and a wee babu says uh, <laughs> does zero know why york right masons are christians while scottish right masons are deists to be honest, I haven't. I've read into it a lot, but that that one's flawed me. I'm not sure. About if you that. want to watch, it, if you want to listen to a good podcast on the Mace, uh, on the Masons, it's um, the Paranormies did one with Freighter X because uh, he used to be quite a high ranking Mason, didn't he? I, I I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he used to be quite a high ranking Mason, didn't he? Um, yeah, Freighter yeah, X. yeah. So if you want to listen to like a really good um, rundown on on the Masons, listen to the Paranormies one on it. But surely Christians are deists, aren't they? Or, or, or do you mean like deist as in, so long as they believe in any god? Not that, that thing. That's what's, fine. What's the, I want to say Opus Dei. Is that right? Opus Dei are the the, the Roman Catholic, uh, hardcore Roman Catholics, aren't they? Who whip themselves and wear those weird, pointy things around oh, their Silas, thighs. Don't... Oh, Silas the Mad Monk from uh, <laughs> from uh, yeah. uh, Dan Brown. <laughs> yeah, interesting lot. Yeah. A sort of a lot, a lot of British um, politicians are Opus Day. Funnily enough, yeah, a lot of Labour, lot of Labour people are Opus Day. Yeah, might explain something. I don't know. Now, I when, 
It, lo- it looks it looks like the Mason talks bringing it bringing out the Jokers because uh, Forky said oh, yeah, I had to roll my trouser leg up and run away screaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said the thing about Freemasonry, it's not really Freemasonry. Freemasonry, like like a traditional Freemasonry, that's just what it is. It's just a sort of. I don't want to be sort of scathing about it, but it's it's like a. It is sort of like just a dining club, really. It's like people well, getting together, say, having that's dinners. What, that's what it sold as, isn't it? It's sold yeah. as like a boys. It's it's sold as like I don't know, scouts for old people. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How to that describe sort of thing. Kind of... No, that's that's a good description. Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing, the thing with Freemasonry, it's not that. It's not really about that. The thing with Freemasonry is the the sub branches of it, like the Rosicrucian, <clears throat> the SRIA, the What's the one the, that's uh, basically decimated the the Masons in America? Is that the Scottish Rite? Is it? Is that the one that the Freighter X says is the fake one? I, I'm not sure. I, don't, I know it's there's been a lot. A while of, since I, I listened to that podcast, I just know there's a lot of gays in in American Freemasonry, and there's a lot of OTO who've infiltrated Freemasonry. So when we say Freemasonry. You could sort of say it's not really Freemasonry anymore. It's the OTO. All right, we Babu's explained what he means now. He says Christians are deists, but not all deists are Christian. To join the York Rite, you have to be explicitly Christian. Well, for for the Scottish Rite, you must you just have to believe in any deity. So I think it's the Scottish Rite that's infiltrated American. Uh, yeah, that Freighter X was talking about infiltrating um, American Freemasonry. That's the thirty-three degree stuff. Yeah, that's the sort yeah. of what I would call the sinister sort of side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's also the Knights Templar. I think that's part of the York. Cause rite. it's also and, the York rights also relatively new, isn't it? Mm. And the tent, there's the Knight Templar degree. I think that's in the York, right? Where that's all sort of like hardcore Christian stuff. Yeah. And then you've got like the elite branch of the Holy Royal Arch Freemasonry that. Oh, speaking, of, of, top- speaking of another boy, boys club, have you, have you, have you seen any of the stuff about the, um, the Amerta, when when for when you join the um, uh, join the mafia, that's supposed to be a satanic um, ritual, isn't it? Well, it's definitely a sort of Freemasonry type type setup, isn't it? The mafia, it's very yeah, similar you have to, to Freemasonry. Is it? You have it? to hold a burning saint, a burning card of a saint. Yeah, don't you? They, they burn they burn a card of the of a saint and that yeah and you cut your hand and all that I think yeah, yeah. blood in yeah it's very masonic it? yeah well it's a yeah. brotherhood isn't it like the Freemasons yeah because yeah. what they're doing according to Downard what all these people are doing is the revelation of the method where in previous times that like, all this sort of occult stuff was very secret and like very secret like you guarded it with your life. Like if you, if you spilled the secrets, they'd kill you, wouldn't they? If you, you know, spilled all the secrets, but his thing is like now, what what does a murder mean? Isn't that something to do with silence? Isn't that something to do with silence or something? Probably. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah. But like, like what, what Dianon says it now in this clown world, it's the complete opposite of that. Now these secret societies are making manifest all that is hidden. They're making it known what they're doing. And and, and he says, like, that's why they introduced the Freedom of Information Act, where they're sort of encouraging conspiracy researchers to, inf- to research this stuff and publicise it. 
But he, he has a really interesting twist on that, whereas when people do that, which they have done, it's not, it's not like helping the common man. It's helping the actual enemy because when they do this freedom of information stuff and that shows that these Freemasons or whatever are doing all this weird stuff and getting away with it, it kind of makes them even more powerful, doesn't it? Like, because it shows us that they're doing all this stuff and they're getting away with it. You know, that's an interesting twist on it, yeah. Uh, so it says here, it says a murder is a cloak code of silence. The origins of a murder traces the word to the Spanish words, word hombradad, meaning manliness, modified after the Sicilian word omu, meaning man. According to a different theory, the word comes from the Latin humilitas, humility, which became omerta and then finally omerta in some southern yeah. Italian di dialect. Yeah, it's interesting stuff because the the the, um, the mafia were very strong in Sicily, weren't they? And that's where Alistair Crowley had his temple of Cephalu, didn't it, in the 1930s or whenever, wherever it was. And so he, he he was doing this weird cult, like right amongst the mafia in Sicily. And uh, yeah, it's kind of it makes you wonder what sort of cross fertilization was going on there, or whether who who know who or who was going to whose parties or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, but but if any if anyone's interested in James Shelby Downard, you, he he wrote an interesting article called King, King Kill Thirty Three Degree. You can find most of that online. You can find the the introduction to that online. And his autobiography is called The Carnivals of Life and Death: My Profane Youth, nineteen thirteen to nineteen thirty five. And that that's a good old read. That is, yeah, published by the good old um, Feral Press kind of in america yeah so i'll leave that to them but and anyway back to this picture like the guy on the left like michael a hoffman too he's one of um james shelby downer's downard's proteges and michael a hoffman too he's probably best known as a really vehement critic of judaism and he's wrote loads of books like against or exposing all the sort of dubious practices of this uh, religion but oh, but he's oh, all Grimst oh grimstad looks like a fun fella doesn't he <laughs> yeah it's <I've laughs> <seen> it. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like got out party with ollie reed doesn't it is that but, not the uh, same it's not the same is that not the same bloke as michael hoffman it just looks like the same bloke he's missed well that's era. what i was going to mention they've all got like these tashes haven't they they've all got these moustaches <laughs> Because <laughs> he got Downard and them, them two, they're his protégés, and they also—I don't know whether that's got some mystical meaning, but yeah. And but uh, if anyone's interested in like, that's occultism, kind of weird because like the t the tash now is like a gay thing, isn't it? I don't like tashes, and I don't like beards. No, I think uh, there's something dubious I think, about it. I think it. the gay the gays have taken the tash now, haven't they? Yeah, there's something dubious about it. I think it's unhygienic. And uh, degenerate, to be honest, <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> um, I mean, why would you want this caterpillar? I'm not, I'm not playing. I'm not playing this podcast <laughs> to the missus because I've got a bit of a beard at the moment. Oh no! <laughs> a bit of like manly stubble. That's, that's about my limit. I think I like a bit of stubble, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, Michael A. Hoffman. If anyone's interested in occult conspiracy research, get Michael A. Hoffman's book. Secret societies and psychological warfare, 
was published by his imprint, Independent History and Research, in 2006. And that is the business, that book. That that book is so fucking good. Like, if you're in this weird area, like, get, get that get that book because that stands miles above all this other conspiracy literature crap like that's the one to get but, but anyway william grimstad yeah quite a curious figure and he certainly <laughs> he, he looks, looks like curious. a curious figure he looks curious and he is curious because he's another protege of james shelby Dayanard and william grimstad under his clone <laughs> well like <laughs> Under his nom, nom de plume of Jim Brandon, he authored the 14 classics Weird America in 1968 and The Rebirth of Pan in 1983, both of which are mysteriously long out of print and very hard to come by. I've never read them. I'd love to read them, but yeah, I think he withdrew. I think he withdrew. Um, the rebirth of Pan for some reason, and these things are really hard to bloody find. But, but this Grimstad guy, he also released a revised edition of his Serious Rise and audio tape from 1974 to 75 on compact disc, and that features actual interviews he did with James Shelby Downard, and that's like the holy grail for nerds like me. But the trouble is, he sells it on his website, but he only sells it to American people. He doesn't sell it to English addresses, which really pisses me off. But according to the Face of Terror documentary on what was done for Channel 4 in 1984, which, was, which featured that Ray Hill twat, that, like, disinformation guy that was all about like the links between the british far right and international terrorism and all this sort of like disinformation state sort of crap like which is filled with well that's a that's a crap documentary and he wrote a book ray hill wrote a book with the same name that's filled with errors and disinformation but anyway according to this the other face of terror documentary channel 4 1984 he names like this Grimstead guy as like seriously far right neo Nazi and a kind of Saudi agent. Like he was paid, he was paid like Saudi money to, I think it was to produce sort of Holocaust revisionism material and that. He so, sounds yeah. like our kind of guy, doesn't he? Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Well, the whole thing, like James Shelby Downard wasn't a leftist, to put it mildly, you know. He's, <laughs> he, certainly, he certainly wasn't a leftist. And Michael A. Hoffman's not too keen on the four-by-twos. And it's an interesting um, interesting sort of, uh, well, a curious subculture, put it that way. It's certainly worth like investigating. He's got, got a bit of the old red pill rage, hasn't he? It's sort of, uh, <laughs> certainly worth investigating, but. Come on, chat. What are chat saying here? Like, oh, they're, they're talking about Macy's. Like Barkley Walsh. <laughs> he looks like he's just had a screwdriver down his cock. He <laughs> 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 looks. He looks like he's just coming up on meth, <laughs> doesn't he? In that picture. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. We all we've all got like horrible photos of ourselves oh, something, I don't know, yeah. well if he is like an evil Nazi and stuff they're bound to like the only pictures you can ever find are like really bad ones aren't they? Mm. yeah god 
He looks like he looks like a fun version of Richard Spencer, doesn't he? I think I'd rather listen to William Grimstad than Richard Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I saw that photo of him. And he's I'd like, I'd like to know what there. William Grimstad's favourite burger was like. Oh God. I saw that photo of Richard Spencer in his toga the other day. Like, oh, God. In his, in his great Greco-Roman period. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What a cringe lord, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> i got to say, I do like him. Like, I like him because he's, oh, I don't know, he's just weird, isn't it? You never know what trust, you're going to get next time, do you? Trust fund nationalism, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, we got here. I've still got loads of notes here. but Are we going to go on to John... Johnny, I haven't got a, we haven't got an image for that. Shall we sh- skim through Johnny Bravery? Yeah, I think like? I'm going to have to read. To, I don't think we're going to get to the 27 Club, are we? I will do it next week, maybe. But but like a, a good I've, got example. Someone, I've got someone booked in for next week. So. Oh right, oh well, the next week, next week. Yeah. yeah. But Johnny Bravery, that he's a good example of all this downardian stuff. Because I Johnny mean, Bravery, have we got a picture? We ain't got a picture of him. No, we haven't got a picture. No, but I mean that's an obvious cipher flag, Johnny Bravery. Because he threw a defenceless kid off the Tate Modern building, didn't he? So I, that's a very cowardly thing to do. And he's called Johnny Bravery. So I think, well, there's the cipher flag. And the child was six years old, and six six is one of those numbers that keeps coming up in all this stuff. And Three six, times usually. <laughs> yeah. I've said before, like six, like the number six is that relates to the Hebrew letter. I can't remember the actual letter, but the, the Hebrew letter with the number value six is a nail. And they use that, these six as like a anti-Christ sort of thing, because that nailed Christ to the cross sort of thing. And, and this bravery guy was autistic, so he's maybe mind-controlled. And his name was Jaunty Bravery, and Jaunty means gift of Jehovah. And... Um, you know, it's like it's just sort of like you got all that sort of like he throws his kid off the top of this. Well, there's that bloke with his uh, bargain, and his name's John T, isn't it? As well, John T. Rhodes. Yeah, well, he he throws this kid off the this thing, and I was just thinking, well, that looks like the tarot card, the tower tarot card, like because that's got like a man and a woman being thrown from this tower, and I think it's all something to do with that kind of. And it's like a th- that that viewing gallery in the Tate Modern where you threw this kid off. That's a three hundred and sixty degree viewing gallery, and I'm thinking, well, that links to the all seeing eye, doesn't it? Like, and you know, all that sort of stuff. But, and if you look at if you look at that Tate building where you threw the kid off, if, if you look at it at a, at a certain angle, it looks like a an uncapped pyramid or a trapezoid, and that's all sort of like satanic satanic stuff. Oh, but. Mad Rolf, Mad Rolf said in the chat, he said D-Day started at 6am on the 6th of June. So you got your three mm, sixes yeah. And that building where you threw the kid off, that's, called the, that's been named the Blavatnik building that reminds me of Madame Blavatsky. And, yeah, I was going to say that sounds like Blavatsky, yeah. doesn't it? And this, well, this actual Blavatnik, he was a Russian billionaire uh, Len Blavatnik, and he was named the UK's Richard, richest man in 2015. And so, uh, and before it was named, renamed Bl- the Blavatnik Building, that was called Switch House. And if you look into the the dissociative 
identity disorder or multiple personality disorder they talk about switching between their alters or their their sort of alternative personalities and i'm thinking this is all sort of like cryptocracy fucking weird shit yeah it's all sort of weird but Christ, we're on to Michael Barrymore now. <laughs> Can we get through Michael Barrymore? Oh, like, fuck it up. That's like a whole show in itself, isn't it? Like, his pool cleaner weren't too clean, but he keeps dropping it. He keeps leaving his fags in the pool, doesn't gonna... he? Oh, you know that as well. I was going to say that. So that was oh, shit, sick... I just stepped yeah, on your joke, have I? Oh, sorry, that was mate. a sick joke, wasn't it? Like, there's no ashtrays in Michael <laughs> Barrymore's house because he throws all his fags in the pool, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, to, to be fair, bless that oh, poor, poor lad. He wasn't even fucking gay, was he? He was just like, no. he was just like in awe of the bloke, wasn't he? Did you watch the documentary recently? That was on Channel 4, but I, I yeah. don't like, like signing up to these things because... I ain't yeah. got a TV license, and I think I get scared they're going to nick me. But no, I've, I've seen a few things. I'm sure you've I've seen a, a few things. Yeah. Well, just just with the Barrymore case, you got the three thirty ones embedded in the case, and thirty one comes up a lot, and that's connected to Alistair Crowley and the Liberal Valdegas and all this. Because the guy who was killed, Stuart Lubbock, he was thirty one years old, and he died on the thirty first of March, twenty. 2001 and so he got the two 31s there and then he got another 31 because barry moore's then boyfriend the drag queen jonathan kenny he was arrested along with barry moore and this jonathan kenny was 31 so he got three fucking 31s and yeah and he get because the 31 came up with the brexit didn't it? and you know that brexit date was the 31st of january 2020 uh, uh, 31st of uh, 31st of october as well wasn't it well, that, that was the previous one, the Halloween Brexit yeah, yeah. day. Yeah. They love that old 31, yeah. And uh, I think that's probably, if someone wants to know about Barrymore, they can like search it, can't they? It's all sort of like just just degenerate stuff, isn't it? So I've got my, I've got my, because um, I mean, like, you know, I think that whole Barrymore thing, I think it was just like people taking drugs, weren't it? And, a few homosexuals getting carried away, and I think they sort of cornered this this Stuart Lubbock guy and probably tried came on to him, and he didn't want to know, and then it got a bit violent, and then they stuck that pool thermometer up his ass and killed him. I didn't basically, think it was the pool thermometer. There was this weird like square peg thing. Have you seen that picture? That that was, that was the pool thermometer, wasn't it? No, the, no, the, the, the pool thermometer was like long and thin, but there's that weird weird square peg thing. Because uh, I don't know whether you know, but the police let let his um, PA go in and clear whatever he yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah. They removed it, didn't he? That and a door handle, didn't they? Maybe that was the door handle. Probably the door handle. Cause, that was um, removed, yeah. There's a picture, because obviously the, the police took all the pictures and then they let him come in. So there's a picture with the pool thermometer and this other big square thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably that must have been what was used, were not it? And I think like they they used that on him, and then maybe like the drugs wore off, and they thought, "Oh fucking hell, we just killed this guy." And I think they that didn't happen in the pool; it happened outside the pool, and maybe they yeah, because there, threw... there was nothing in his lungs. There, there was nothing. Yeah. To, there was nothing to suggest that he was alive when he went in the pool, was there? And they probably threw him in the pool to sort of get rid of forensic evidence. Maybe the chlorine, in, the chlorine in the water. They thought that would like get rid of the yeah, evidence. Yeah, because the and, the coroner said that um, being in the water like messes all the forensics up. Yeah. So they knew they knew what they do, and 
I wouldn't be surprised if there was if they had a. Well, he, le- he left the scene, didn't he? Like Barrymore left the scene for two hours before they called the police, the ambulance, didn't they? So yeah, he was no, getting, I, he getting no, his story straight. That's, that's when he was in the other room getting his story straight, weren't he? Yeah, because I mean, just, Essex... think, just think, it's like if if he hadn't been hiding from it, but for, for all these years, he probably could have gone to court. Had some fucking bullshit sentence, and it, it, it will be done and out of the way now. Yeah. He's literally just caused himself. All he's done is caused himself more shit by not facing up to it, hasn't he? It, I gotta say, he looks like a right cunt, doesn't he? I, I watched that interview he did with that uh, that horrible bloke. I can't remember his Bashir. name, but was it Martin? Bashir? No, that that uh, that News of the World guy, oh, Piers, Piers, Morgan. Piers Morgan. Yeah, and yeah. He sounds like such a sort of slimy, manipulative. He looks so insincere as well, doesn't he? That look on his face. And he does that crying thing, doesn't he, towards the end? And if you look, there's no tears in his eyes. He does this crying thing, like he's crying, but there's no tears in his eyes. There's no water in his eyes. Did he do the shaking the shoulders? Is that the the shoulders (laughs) go up and down, don't they, as well? Yeah. Because, I mean, that happened in Essex, and I mean. God, Essex is well known as being bent in it, like bent coppers in Essex. I mean, fucking hell. Like, you know, if you've got the money, you could pay off. I mean, like pathologists and doctors, you can pay these people off, can't you? Like, I mean, yeah, especially yeah. in Essex, you know, I mean, fucking hell. Because someone's got away with it, haven't they? I mean, you know, it's just. If, it, if it's That's... not if it's not him, it's if he, if it wasn't, he, he must know who's done it. If he didn't do it himself, yeah, if he, of course if he, he wasn't did. directly there when it happened. Because, like they say, like that happened in like Barrymore's mansion, as if it's like some like massive thing. But it's only like a little cottage. I think it's like pool... a big, large bungalow, isn't it? I think. Yeah, and the pool's right next to the cottage, like you know, absolutely right next to it. So if something was going on, everyone would hear what was going on. Well, you'd certainly all, like, fucking screaming, wouldn't you? Yeah, because it's all like flat surfaces of concrete. You know, that's just going to amplify any sound. So he must have known what was going well, didn't on. Didn't the neighbours hear the screaming? Yeah, there's a house right next to it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not sure if they heard it, but but as one commentator said, they should have arrested everyone and then waited until they see who was grassing each other up, and then they'd got to the bottom of it, wouldn't they? If they'd have Really, like if they'd arrest, arrested well, they all, star- the... I think they were starstruck, weren't they? I think the police were. Uh, I mean, the police are, are all too human, and that's the that's the problem with them, isn't it? It is, isn't it? There was a lot of that. But if they'd have arrested the nine people who were there on that night and charged them all with murder, then they'd have started singing, wouldn't they? They'd have started naming would. names and that, wouldn't they? But they didn't do it, did they? Because for some reason that was covered up. But it just seems a bit odd. But... Because it's like, I, mean, I don't want to get down. Well, you know, you, you, when you get homosexuals and like weird drugs, like these these powerful drugs, like things like, ex, I don't know where they took ecstasy, but there was cocaine and that. But because they do all that chemsex stuff, didn't they? That, those chemsex sessions. And it's just like, it's not a good idea because if you're doing loads of like these chemical sex drugs and that, it's going to weaken your aura. And then if you do, like, bum sex, to put it bluntly, like whether you're homosexual or heterosexual, if you combine that, you're asking, like, demons to come in and possess you and fuck your life up. The ultimate STD. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what happened happened in 2016 with that 
Stefano Brizzi nutcase. He, like, he was a Satan worshipper, weren't he? And he? He met that policeman in London and they did this chem sex thing and he ended up he ended up dismember killing this guy, dismembering him and, and like eating him, you know. And then when it came to court, he just said like the devil told him to do it, you know. And I think probably the devil probably did. I don't think he was making it up. Like it's probably true, you know, like that's what happened. You, you do weird things and weird things are gonna happen, aren't they? You know, it's like Yeah, uh, well, I, I just wonder whether um, Schofield's going to repeat the same cycle because he's very similar, big big time entertainer, come out as gay. It just seems like it's. It yeah. just seems like he's going he's going for the same cycle, doesn't it? I bet there's some skeletons in his closet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that poor old poor old Gordon the Gophers. Yeah, God. <laughs> you remember you remember him in like, the broom cupboard? Don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Oh, God, now we've got to Meredith Kircher. <laughs> Shall we do? Right, I'll put this one up. Shall we get... Foxy Noxy. <coughs> Foxy Noxy. Yeah, I'll put the Meredith Kircher with the screen mask. He's up, he's up now. See, this is the Meredith Kircher case, and he got two 13s in this case as well. Because we were going to talk about this because, like... Uh, uh, I won't have the same effect and wait till she comes up. Yeah, there we are. The 27, 2007 murder of Meredith Kircher. And there she is on the left. And we were going to talk about this because her dad, who was a mainstream journalist, he was recently killed, like in uh, in this month. And he was killed in a suspected hit and run, like yards from his front door in Croydon. And on the 13th of January, 2013. So there you go. Do you think the 13. daughter could have been a warning then? Well, what what was he? He's a journalist. What was he? Is it a sort of Jill Dando thing? Because she was killed on her own doorstep, wasn't yeah. she? Like, was he investigating this pedo cult? Like Barry did that one as well. Well, we'd have to check his newspapers, wouldn't we? See yeah. if he's got any newspapers. <laughs> the incontrovertible proof, but. That's I curious. I, I, I thought I thought you'd I thought you turned around on the Barry question. I thought you convinced he did it. Now, now you found now you found out he would literally make make anything he wanted to happen. Well, it's, it's a weird old story, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Anyone who's watched it, the, the actual video on the Daily Mail website, when he does actually jump over four double decker buses on roller skates, I mean, that's quite impressive, isn't it? Yeah. If he can do yeah. that, he, he probably could have pulled it off. I think, but. And then the next thing he yeah. makes out, he's a spudhead, doesn't he? Yeah. I think he became more spudhead as he as he got older. But but look at this photo. I'll, I'll explain the photo in a minute. But Jill Dando's killed on her doorstep. She's a journalist, and Meredith Kircher's dad, like she's killed in, probably in a ritualistic way in Peruga in uh, Italy. And then her dad dies on a, on his own doorstep by a suspected hit and run, and there's no no one's been no one's been arrested as in or no one's been convicted for as in the Gildanda case if we if we ignore Barry George and it just seems very odd. Well, Foxy Noxy's isn't it some sort of weird 
weird um, set of circumstances that let Foxy and Oxy out as well. Yeah, because I mean, when Meredith Kircher was killed, that was in 2007, and that was the same year that Madeleine McCann went missing. So you got the two 2007s, and if you add the two, if you add the individual digits of two 2007s, you get the 18 again. And there's the bloody six plus six plus six again, and and no no one can convince me that that Merid, that uh, Madeline McCann thing wasn't some sort of weird ritual thing. I mean, there's so much weird stuff concerning that, and that's all Templar stuff, isn't it? And I think I've got a note here about that. But oh, that this was the other thirteen, yeah. Because he was killed thirteen years after his daughter was killed. You know, this month. So you got the two twenty. You got the two thirteens there, and and this photo. There she is, Meredith Kirch on on the left. And this photo was taken. I know. No, she was murdered on the night of the first of November, which is like the ancient ritual of Samhain or All Hallows Eve, and in Peruga. And this was taken. I was on the night she died. Yeah, first of November is All Saints Day. But. Uh, here we go, yeah. A series of photos featuring Miss Kircher were taken on the evening before her death. So this photo was taken, like, the day before she died. And look at this fucking photo, man. Like, fucking hell. And she uploaded it to a Facebook account. So, like, she's dressed as a vampire with, like, fake blood dribbling from her mouth. And next to her is someone... Well, next to her is Ghostface, isn't it? Out of the Scream, Scream film, isn't it? Like yeah. 1996 Scream film. And he kills with a knife. And that's how she died, by a knife. And and then the next to him is some sort of, I don't know, some sort of space space copper or something. Yeah, yeah pointing a toy gun directly to her head. He's pointing that gun right at her head. And this was taken the day before she died. And it's like that Jill Dando photo, isn't it, with a car we did on the episode 25. When yeah. It's almost very sort of odd, isn't it? And if you look above her head, there's the green face of death there above her head. And the green face of death is what Ian Brady, the Moore's murderer, claimed to have seen. And he claimed this demonic green face of death in, inspired him to kill these children and bury him on Saddleworth Moor to sort of return him to the green expanse where the green face of death lived. Yeah, it's just fucking odd. Well, Myra Hindley sat in the car and did nothing. Mm. Didn't do nothing because she was a good girl. <laughs> What's it? A peroxide blonde, yeah. Yeah. And that scream, now think about that, that scream film, that provoked at least two copycat crimes, didn't it? When, like, nutcases watched the scream and just no, did I the copycat No, I think it was based thing, on one, wasn't it? it? I think that's the other way around. Uh, scream's based on a, yeah, Scream's based on a murder. All uh, right. I'm, I'm sure I read, I'm sure I read that there was at least one copycat guy. No, no, I definitely did. Yeah, I had the clipping of it. Or there's at least, well, I suppose that goes without saying that some nutcase is going to cop- copy these things. But and then, then you know, there's this Halloween film, isn't it? Like Halloween. I mean, that yeah, was like two, a not- two guilty of scream murder. It's a CBS news. All oh, right. Two teenage cousins who told police they were inspired to kill one of their mothers by the horror movie Scream have been convicted of murder and conspiracy. Well, I think I think there's got to be something to do with that because then there's that Halloween. Oh, yeah, film Scream was based on the Gainesville Ripper. All oh, right, because like 
Meredith Kirch is killed by a knife at Halloween. And then you got the Halloween film, haven't you? The famous Halloween horror film, where there's like this nutcase with a, the double initialed Michael Myers. He kills on Halloween night, doesn't he, with his knife? And that's sort of how she died, weren't it? And you got Meredith Kircher, her initials are MK, which is obviously like MK Ultra, isn't it? Like, I don't know. It's just odd. Yeah. Foxy Doxy. Oh, this is. Uh, can we get the other photo up? Yeah, next Got image. The, the, the people convicted of it and then unconvicted of it. Uh, was black, Foxy Noxy. There's no picture of the black guy. It was the black guy that raped nah. him, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, there's an interesting thing about him. Yeah. She was killed. Well. Apparently, she was killed by Foxy Noxy and uh, their Italian boyfriend, Solis. There they are, yeah. And these films, like again with Meredith Kirch's photo, like these were uploaded before before the killing. And they, they got, I mean, it's quite innocent Foxy Noxy with a machine gun. But at the same time, it's kind of odd, isn't it? Like, there she is with the machine gun and uh, in a sort of state of ecstasy, killing people with a machine gun and uh, there's her boyfriend was a Raphael solicitor and there he is as a fucking serial killer you know like he's got the bleach and the fucking meat cleaver and a curious photo to sort of because I've never dressed up as a serial killer Doesn't you know, know dressed up as. <laughs> well sort of like a some fucking mummy mummy fucking scientist isn't he I don't know strange it's quite a strange thing to sort it looks of like he's dress up. Is that bog roll? He's, that's a bit of a cheap, <laughs> cheap old costume, that is, isn't it? But you, got, you know, you got these photos. Like they say it's predictive programming, isn't it? Like they they put these things up because they're telling you what they're going to do. Like so, like they're sort of mind controlled to, to take on these roles, and then they do it, and then they come round afterwards and think, "Well, what the fuck have I done?" You know, it's like. They don't know, don't they? Like the guy who killed our RFK, isn't it? Like, uh, so, what's his name? Sirhan Sirhan. Like, he, he claims to this day that he, he's got no memory of shooting RFK. And, but there are, there are, there are reports. There's a couple of things about Bobby Kennedy's murder, isn't there? One, the kill shot came from behind his ear. Yeah. And two, apparently Sirhan Sirhan was clicked. Was 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 still pulling the trigger long after the the gun was empty. Yeah. It was click 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 click, wasn't it? Because he was into some sort of weird meditation thing or something, like some sort of dodgy meditation thing. I think he was like literally a mind controlled patsy. Yeah, it's definitely odd. And well, when we get again, on to the, are we doing the, are we doing the twenty seven club tonight, or am I changing the name of the stream? <laughs> Well, I'll go for I'll see how, see how we go. Yeah, I've got well, a few on, more bits here. We're on two hours, but I think we wasted the first 15 minutes with silence. Yeah. Well, I say with this Downardian stuff, the, these fucking names that keep coming up, you got like, there's there's like old old Solesio, whatever his name is, on the right there. I mean, like, the first three letters of his name is S O L, which is Latin for sun. And with old Noxie there on the left, if you, if you omit the silent K, then you have the three-lettered word Nox, N-O-X, which is Latin for night, darkness, like especially in its esoteric spiritual 
sort of dark night of the soul sort of uh, sense. So you've got like the Latin words for sun and darkness there. So you've got the light and dark, sex and death stuff that these, these Illuminati cult are supposedly obsessed with. And and like I said, this, guy, this African guy who Foxy Noxy fingered for... That's not the best description, <laughs> but she well, she fingered him. She grasped him up, didn't she? She said, "No, he yeah. did it." This yeah. Geed guy was it Randy Geed or something. But Geed, Geed, like it's spelled G H E D E. But Geed is is a voodoo. That's all sort of voodoo stuff, like the Geed, as in G U E D E. The Geed family—they're like a family of voodoo lowers or voodoo lower spirits, and so. You know, these names, you know, aren't coincidences, I don't think. I don't think that's a coincidence. Well, the other thing, there's, there's the weird staged breaking as well, isn't there? Cause, um, yeah. Is it, is it, uh, it was something to do with the, gra- the glass was on top of the clothes or on top of the yeah, clothes she'd just taken stuff. off or something. It, it was, there's like weird stuff about the the glass, and wasn't she- there? And she was doing fucking cartwheels, weren't she, when she was arrested? When the police turned up to arrest her, she was doing cartwheels in the garden and that, and being all weird and like, you know, it's just fucking weird, isn't it? Yeah. And this Geed guy, like, he was arrested in Germany after, because they arrested him when he was, because he was trying to access his MySpace account, and that's where they located him. And, uh, but before that, he posted a short video of, him, of himself on YouTube where he just sounds totally fucking deranged. And this is it. This is what he said on YouTube, and I quote, he says, like, oh, my God, I'm an extra terror. I'm from alien Earth. You must be called human people. Oh, mama, I'm a vampire. I'm Dracula. I'm going to suck your blood. That's the fucking video he uploaded to YouTube, like, before he was arrested. I mean, he's fucking mind. They're all mind control victims, aren't they? I mean, it's just fucking weird. Because he actually come like Rudy Gear, Rudy Gear, not Randy Geard, yeah, Rudy Geed. He was like he was actually convicted what for it, weren't he? Eventually, for Meredith Kirch's death. But... Isn't he still in prison? Where is she? Where is Foxy Noxy got out? Yeah, she mysteriously got out, didn't she? But didn't but this Geed cocked something up and she just ran for the airport, basically, didn't she? I think it's all sort of like. Rich American lawyers in it, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was an accident. I don't think it was an accident. I, I'd say a payoff as well. I think they paid him off. Paid it, him it off. Might, it might have been just political favors. You never know. Yeah, stuff, do you? yeah. Bush and all that. Yeah. yeah. But this Rudy Geed guy, who is supposedly the killer, but he comes from the Ivory Coast in West Africa, and that's notorious for voodoo, like up the Ivory Coast. I mean, that's where it all comes from, voodoo. And, because voodoo's part Catholicism, isn't it? Yeah, and the geed they, like, they use the saints. They use the saints, don't they? Yeah, it's a strange cross fertilization of uh, ancient African beliefs and the 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 bloody uh, what are they called the the Christian uh, mind, well, they're mind control Christians. What are they called? Uh, missionaries. Yeah. yeah, just went over there and basically tried to mind control the Africans to to follow uh, Roman Catholicism, yeah. But like I say, he's called Rudy Geed. He comes from the Ivory Coast where voodoo goes on. And 
the Geed family of voodoo spirits is headed by Baron Samadhi, like who's honoured during the 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 festival of Geed, which takes place on like All Saints Day, the first of November, where or you know Miss Kircher was murdered murdered on the first of November, and uh, it's a ritual killing, you know, it's a weird killing, yeah. And as we were saying before, like where she was killed, the village of Perugia. Perugia. I mean, that's a that's a Knights Templar town or village, like Knights uh, Perugia. And uh, there's all ley lines and stuff. And there's the there's that church of San Michel there. And that's a weird like church. Oh, here we go. Dogs off. <laughs> well, the church of San Michel in Perugia. That's a sixteen sided building erected on the site of a former pagan sun temple. You know, it's like, so it's a weird, a weird face. And like I say, like Madeleine McCann disappeared the same year as Meredith Kircher was killed. And like, I remember there's a commentator, he said that this church, another church, the church of San Bevingate, uh, that stands near the Knights Templar Castle of Monterone. And, and the Church of San Michel is in the Via del Templar or English Templar Street. It's called that's that's in the Via del Tempio or the English Temple Street. And, and interestingly enough, like Knights Templarism, all that Knights Templar stuff, that's very strong in the English vi- village of Rothley, the home of the Madeleine McCann family. So they come from like a a a, a, a Templar village, you know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. There's, a, know. there's there's quite a big political le- leader on the right that uh, that comes from roughly as well. Who's that? Mark oh Cullen. no, not Mark. Oh my god, no! <laughs> Surely not. Really, like yeah. roughly? Yeah, Fuck roughly. And, oh my god. Yeah. Well, I'm speechless. That's yeah. odd. <laughs> Where does Laura Towler come from? Yorkshire. Yeah, she comes from a nice place, doesn't she? Yeah. Not like Mark Collar, yeah. English Rose. Fucking hell, yeah. Oh, God, we got to... Shall we leave the 27 Club till next week? I don't know if I can handle it. I can, but... Are you done? I don't know. Well, we've we've done two hours, haven't we? we just got to find a new episode title. Um... Yeah, so you probably you probably missed it because my mic was off earlier. So what's going to happen is fourteen words. He's going to go fortnightly, so we can keep so we can up the quality. And in the in between weeks, I'm going to do an interview series. And my first guest is going to be Roscoe Jones from the Exodus Americanas podcast. Yeah, I've got too much work, and I can't do a weekly show anymore. But but that'd be better. I'll perform better on a fortnightly basis. Yeah, I'll get more yeah. stuff on the go. Yeah, we'll do the 27 the Club. We can do the 27 Club another time. Yeah, I've got some Yeah, because we can always that, dip into yeah. it like Kurt Cobain's almost an episode on yeah. his own, isn't he? Yeah, it's all weird, the dream machine and all that, yeah. Yeah, right, so that's me done. Uh, anything you want to say Anything you want to say before we go? Oh, no, I'm, I'm talked out, yeah. Keep, keep your... Keep your eyes peeled for my magazine. That will be appearing soon. In the next month or so, it will be done. I'm determined to fucking finish it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah join, the, join, the tele, join the Telegram. Um, archi- yeah. 
we've got an archive YouTube channel now, which is 14 words. It's got its own channel. Um, so, yeah, so that's everything. Yeah, join, join the 14 words Telegram. Post some stuff because we're the only ones yeah. who seem to be posting stuff. Like, get stuck get in, some, like, get stuck in get lads. Some, <laughs> get some conversations on the go. Uh, yeah, uh, we've got, we got 50 odd. Um, subscribers now, so yeah, no, yeah. some new 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 members joined lately. Yeah, right. So, uh, Anglosaurus yeah. Rex, do you want to mention this one from Anglosaurus Rex? He said, "I'm convinced the way to win is through intellectual subversion." I've been reading all the leftist books just to do the same back at them. I've yeah. said this before. Rules, rules for radicals is definitely yeah something. To I, I I read a lot of leftist stuff. I, I, I read yeah. a lot of situationist stuff. Yeah, there's some good ideas in there. Yeah. yeah. Right, so, and that is us done. Good night, all. Yeah, see ya.